I'm Jonathan Mann. I'm one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, the show about digitally owned things now and in the future. Today, we are very excited. We have, I think, maybe our first executive vice president ever. Is that, is that true, Matt? I <laughs> oh, think that's, certainly. Um, we have Gary Young, who's, the, who's a co-founder. Is that right? Co-founder? Yes. Co-founder yeah. and executive vice president of um, a really interesting company called Royalty Exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to let Gary explain all about what Royalty Exchange is. But the interesting thing for us, for our purposes, is that they have recently launched a new NFT product. Um, and they're launching with with Lil Dicky, um, <laughs> which is super perfect and exciting. Um, and, you know, obviously Matt and I, when we heard about this, just are so fascinated and just interested to hear how it all goes down. So, Gary, welcome to the show. Um, we're very happy that you're here. Oh, it's great to be here. I'm excited. Um so so the very beginning, let's just talk about, you know, the very, very first thing, actually, that I, that I hoped you could talk about, um, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here, is, uh, is um, if you could explain to our audience how, like, uh, like, you know, you could be pretty broad, how music royalties work, because <clears throat> that in and of itself is such a Byzantine, complicated, insanely kind of, uh, you know... <laughs> thing in and of itself and and to to understand anything else at least from my perspective you have to at least have a little bit of an idea of the way that music music royalties work from the songwriter share and the publisher share and the sync right and and the you know mechanical and all that stuff can you give us like a broad overview of like of that even if it's just to tell us how complicated it actually is oh man okay yeah absolutely um so all right, so so basically, with every song that that you hear, there's there's two copyrights actually, which is which is already more complex than almost <laughs> anything else, right? right? So so there's one copyright that's in in the music industry called the composition copyright, which is effectively the lyrics and melody of a song, right? And that copyright is owned by songwriters and music publishers, okay? Then, from that copyright, you can create a specific recording of it. So, and that's called the sound recording or the master's copyright. And that copyright is a specific recording of a single composition, right? So, if you imagine, like, if we, um, probably the best, well, the example that certainly just comes to mind is um, you know all along the Watchtower, and that song right made made famous really by Jimi Hendrix, but it's actually written by Bob Dylan, and so Bob Dylan and his publishing company right own uh, the composition copyright to all along the Watchtower, and then when Jimi Hendrix records a version, then Jimi Hendrix and his record label own his specific recording of that song, and when Dave Matthews does a version of it, and when U2 does a version of it, ad nauseum, right? right? So those are those are the two copyrights in the music industry. And then from there, <laughs> one, the entire industry is basically organized around those two legal rights. 
So you have record labels on one side and you have music publishers on the other side. And, uh, and then those various parties are paid based on effectively based on usage. So as a, as a songwriter and music publisher, at least in the United States, you get paid, you know, based on radio play streams on Spotify, digital downloads. If your show, if your songs in a TV show, you get paid every time. Right. Um, then the, you know, on the sound recording side, most of the time you're just getting paid for basically album sales, downloads and streams. Right. In the U S mm. as the artist and the record label, you actually don't get paid when your song plays on terrestrial radio, which is oh, kind of interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's only a couple, I think it's like the U S North Korea and Iran are like the only three countries in the world that don't pay the artists and the record label for radio. Terrestrial well, radio. that's an interesting group of people. <laughs> yeah. It's, what it, about... it's, it, it's an, yeah, it, it's really uh, it's strange. Right. Sure. And, I and love I, the, uh, terrestrial radio i like that there's room for extraterrestrial radio <laughs> yeah well well the, the 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 what's interesting is that you do get paid and i i can speak from experience you actually get paid relatively well from satellite radio oh, yes that's what that means yeah. that's oh, what that okay. means totally. satellite radio yep. pays you oh. actually like a really good rate that's actually interesting i wonder how the business models differ and like why that is different from terrestrial radio so, I, so cool. I, I, I can offer a, hypo- a historical hypothesis on this, right? So early in the development of terrestrial radio, right, most of those companies were basically jointly owned. So it's like right. RCA. So like mm-hmm. Radio Corporation mm-hmm. America had the record label. Right. And they had the radio sets. And so they, you know, it was to them, it was like six of one thing, a half dozen of the other. So they didn't care. They're like, oh, well, we're, not, we're just not going to pay because – it's advertising for to sell right. some sort of second order effect thing. It's like, it's all vertically integrated. So it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Got and, it. And then that doesn't, that, that situation does not persist. And thus right. you have this scenario this where interesting yeah. scenario. Totally. Okay. Neat. So, so I just want to point out that like, you know, you know, that, that, that was a, thank you for that very concise and, and good um, introduction to this. Like, all the different stakeholders here, right? And the reason I want to start with this is because uh, the, the thing that I want to drive home here is like, there's so much talk in the NFT space. And and as we were talking with Gary uh, off mic, um, you know, you all know listening that, that Matt and I have been in this space a long time and I've been doing music NFTs, you know, and I've been trying to since the very beginning, since 2017. And the thing that people would ask the, and they never asked it about visual art. They never thought to say, you know, uh, at least in the beginning, they never thought to say, what kind of rights does this come with? Um, but when it came to music, their question always was, you're putting your song on the blockchain, you're selling it as an NFT. Um, you know, what does it come with? Like, what rights does it come with? And the thing is, is that it's so freaking complicated. Because yep. even just on the songwriter side, you have the songwriter... Um, from just on the composition side, you have the songwriter and you have the publisher, right? And uh-huh. those are two different entities with two different kind of mm-hmm. uh, incentives and things that they need and things that they want. Then you have 
And then every single um, use case that you discussed from, you know, uh, streaming and sync rights, uh, things when you have it in a movie or something, all Um, these different things, they, 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 and like I was talking about satellite radio, they all come from slightly different sources and they all work in slightly different ways and funneling all of that into an NFT uh, is extremely difficult. And so... um, and so, and so, this is why I'm fascinated. And so, now tell us about broadly. Tell us about what does royalty exchange do aside from NFTs? What what's the what's the unlock that you guys have 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 been trying to work on um, with royalty exchange? Yeah. Um, so so basically, royalty exchange is a is an online marketplace where music uh, royalties fundamentally can be bought and sold. Right. So. Um, so the way way to think about it is you're a you're a songwriter and uh and you're trying to raise money to buy a house to work on becoming a uh, solo artist to do whatever right to to invest in nfts if you will whatever right and the problem is that uh before we started there was really no place where you could go and raise money based on this stream of income that you are under federal law entitled to receive for a very long time. So what we do is we basically connect those artists, songwriters, producers, publishers, record labels with investors who want to invest in that music. And oh, they cool. and they and they invest and then some portion of the royalties that would normally be flowing to you mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. they give you sort of an advance on that essentially and they're right and, and then royalties you get dividends float flow to them oh yep. interesting yeah totally okay yeah this is um i'm i guess i'm not surprised that this exists but it's also like the perfect encapsulation of what like a lot of people are thinking about in the crypto scene where it's like cool can we invest in people like the whole like personal mm-hmm. coins like can we invest directly in artists um, and like right now, as a consumer, the way you do that is like tangential to their work. You like buy early content merch or whatever, and then you know maybe that's uh, important later in the in in the in their life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this makes a ton of sense. Okay, and it's, cool. It's worth noting that like too that like lately the idea of a musician's catalog uh, being a worthy sort of investment vehicle has taken off in a big way like bob dylan really? recently sold yeah. off his how much did he sell it was like a lot it was it was uh you know i i don't was, know that anyone officially confirmed it but the yeah. numbers that i've heard is like 250 million dollars you know wow. for, which we, is unreal yeah that's yeah. crazy yeah okay. totally and 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 what you is know. that sale of is that the masters yeah to use the language that i've learned recently mm, what is yes that would be the composition his Got composition it. copyrights. Not wow. the pub and, and what about the publishing? Does it, does it include the publishing? It might. It might. Yeah. So, see, so and, and see, these are the questions that you have to start mm. asking. And so and it right. gets so complicated so quickly. The data model seems yeah. very complicated, but it also seems complicated by necessity because of all of these different things. Right. These different actors going on. Right. I yeah, mean, I you can know, totally from, see even from my perspective, right? Like I recently, and recently, I mean like last year, year before, I brought, I brought on a publisher. And, and the reason yeah. I did that is because his job now basically is to collect my publishing share. And I pay him basically like 8.5% of 
of of my publishing royalties to go around and make sure that I'm getting like all of my royalties that I am owed because uh, in, in well, much like a, in some ways so much like taxes you know how the government yeah. like knows how much they owe, you owe in taxes mm-hmm. it's like it's like somewhere somebody knows what you're owed but like right. you actually you're have to... paying them to audit the services yeah, <laughs> you okay. have to go out and find it you know yep so, well that's interesting i was going to ask about reporting because now you have this like leviathan of independent actors all like using this copyright and streaming it here and playing yeah. it on extraterrestrial radio etc yep. how do you possibly <laughs> roblox. report roblox all of that you know back? songs are in yeah. roblox all the time right mm-hmm. how does roblox report back and <laughs> yeah. do they and like, is this why Groove Shark was killed? Like, I, I'm so interested in, like, the reporting aspect of how you tally up all of these, um, like, all of these ways that the song is valued and then send that back to some central place. Uh, and, yeah. and and tangentially, does Royalty Exchange, uh, uh, do you do any of that work? Do you do, you do any of the legwork of, of, um, of, grabbing at all of those different things or or is it more or are you simply just the the facilitator of the deals we're, we're primarily the facilitator of the deals right now as as part of that though sometimes when we're helping a songwriter understand the value of their catalog like you know it's really strange that you're not getting paid for this yeah you should probably we should probably reach out to somebody who knows and so yeah. like we'll we'll do that on a sort of ad hoc basis because we because the team here really understands right. how how these things make money which is which is pretty valuable but that's not Hugely something that we valuable. do yeah yeah that's not like Just, you're that's not the primary mover no, no i mean i got an email i got an email um i this is when i this is why i hired the publisher like i got an email maybe like eight, two years ago or something from a guy who who his he he he, he makes his living specifically by by identifying artists that have unclaimed royalties and going to them and saying like I'll cl- I'll help you get all these royalties for you know fifteen percent or something mm-hmm. and then yep. I started looking into it and I was like oh I, I actually don't need this guy I think I can do this myself and I signed up for this thing called Sound Exchange which is yep. <laughs> which is one of these reporting things which is one of these ways but you know they never contacted me and they never came to me but I signed up for it and I it took me a while I have to give them a lot of IDs and everything and like next thing i knew i had like a twenty thousand dollar check just like in my mailbox because wow because it was like 15 years worth of unclaimed royalties or whatever just it was left like, on the table just left yeah. on the table and yeah, that we, was when i hired so the publisher and i was like okay <laughs> like wait a second yeah. i give eight and a half percent and someone will go do this for yeah. me right. perfect yeah it's exactly. a beautiful that's thing. literally free money and so the obviously my crypto brain is like hey this yeah. is very easily automated oh is this God. is this where we're going <laughs> <laughs> there have been attempts i mean i i don't know i don't know gary if you've talked to any of these people there have been many attempts um, yeah. you know, Simon, uh, De La Rouvier has a lot of experience with us, a friend of ours who's big mm-hmm. in the space. Um, my understanding is because there's so many, um, stakeholders, uh, and it's such like a legacy kind of thing. It's very mm-hmm. difficult, um, to get everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, uh, I, I wouldn't, the, the thought of trying to do that, mm. uh, makes me, right makes my I totally sweaty. get that. That <laughs> happens to me in like technical situations. I'm like, "Oh, cool, cool. I understand how one could do this, but the idea of actually doing it terrifies me." <laughs> yeah. And I guess yep. that's part of why um ignorance is a powerful 
um, uh, uh, ingredient in starting a startup is you yes. can't really know how hard it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I knew nothing about the music business when mm-hmm, we started mm-hmm. Royalty Exchange. Oh wow, wow! And it was like it was it was because cr- it just seemed like the most interesting thing to work on at the time. Right, right. Mm-hmm, and uh, and I remember like sitting in our tiny little office in Denver. And just having like going on Amazon and buying all the books that were just like, how does the music industry work? <laughs> yeah, totally. And like, I'd be on the phone with someone and they would say some word and I'd write it down. Like, I have no idea what that means. Okay, time to go to the glossary and figure out what they're talking about. And that was wow. the first That's six great. months of it. Yeah. Right? It was like, yeah. whoa. Decoding the existing system. Goodness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so let's, okay, so, so now let's get into it because I'm, I'm just so curious. So, um, Oh man, maybe not yet. Tell us, tell us, tell us um, who on the, was it someone on the team? Like, how did you guys uh, find out about NFTs? What was the, what was the, because uh, it's obviously, it's an obvious choice. Like, like, you know, like I said, like, it's the first thing people ask. It's a very obvious thing to attach royalties for uh for a musician to an nft it's like a no-brainer what 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 for you guys was the entry point and um and yeah how did it come about well so so back in 2016 we were i mean we've been my partner and i've been into crypto for a while okay um and but not not like not a ton of the like bitcoin some of the other currencies but Mm -hmm. hadn't really thought about nfts in that way mm-hmm. but like early we were like should we just build this entire company on the blockchain Whoa! and, and we had this and we had this pretty in-depth conversation with um uh barry barry silver um about this early and he was like no we probably shouldn't mm-hmm. and when he and when he was like you didn't talk about someone who was super into crypto mm-hmm. and he's like it's probably too early you shouldn't do that so uh-huh, we're like uh-huh. uh, if he's saying that then, yeah. then okay we'll just <laughs> we're, we're not gonna do that yet right and um and we followed the space for years and invested in stuff but it seemed like it was finally you know in the last six months i think nba top shot yeah really was the thing that was just like okay. oh, wait a second like this something is something here yeah it's it's hitting critical mass so we should we should start exploring doing this and um and because we thought that you know all, nfts as collectibles are super interesting right because i mean you have like like the name of this podcast right mm-hmm. you have something that can be exchanged in a digital manner but is provably scarce which yep, is amazing that's, that's the whole thing that's yep. all credits <laughs> yep roll credits we're, we're done here okay i'm going guys <laughs> but uh, but so so that so we're like okay but if we could attach some sort of cash flow mm-hmm. to these nfts mm-hmm. thought that'd be thought that'd be really interesting right because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's like culture with cash flow which is mm-hmm. a very attractive combination productive right? asset totally yeah and and from from our perspective because like we serve both sides of the marketplace right so from our perspective we were like okay there's there's a lot of folks out there that are interested in nfts and there's a lot of people that made a lot of money on crypto and there are artists, songwriters, producers that want to get into the space, that want to create their first NFT. But, you know, if you're not in, plugged into the right community yep. and you're mm-hmm. not super technical, it's 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 sort of like, oh, how do you do this? And so we're like, yeah. okay, 
we'll make we'll make the the engine to turn a royalty stream into an nft Mm -hmm. and and like that has a lot of interesting benefits so one like i mean they're they're so much more liquid Mm -hmm. than anything from the investor standpoint because Um, now they own the nft they could sell they can is the is the nft that they're buying is it like a erc 721 compliant just a regular old nft yep Right. So they can so now right. So now at any point they can sell this right. this NFT. And it plugs into yep. the existing ecosystem like okay, you can throw that onto, you know, um NFTX or something totally. Yep. Yep. And so and, yeah, and then the rad. other thing from the investor standpoint, it's like okay, the only way you can really get get yield right now on mm-hmm. your crypto is by lending it, putting it into liquidity pools, like staking it, whatever it is. But there's, there's sort of an interesting investment play where if you could buy something in ETH that pays you every month, quarter, biannually in ETH, mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, right? Pretty and then, cool. and then from you know the artist standpoint, like for a lot of folks, like talking to some some artists like in the last week or so since we announced this, and they're like, I, you know, I don't have any crypto. Mm-hmm. but i I want some mm-hmm, it's like okay mm-hmm. well like let's well we could turn your music like one like a single one of your songs mm-hmm. into into ethereum for you mm-hmm. and then of course like anytime somebody's it trades uh certainly mm-hmm. on our site um the problem i think too on a on a side note but i, I feel like we should talk mm-hmm. about this because i have questions for you guys on yeah it. please mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of these NFT marketplaces that don't mm-hmm. actually honor EIP twenty nine eighty one, which is the resale mm-hmm. royalties. Yep. Yeah. Which is which I'm like, oh, man. It's been a problem from the very beginning. It's uh, a, it's uh, a hard problem to yep. solve, mm-hmm. right? But if the trades on our site, then we honor those resale royalties. So right. for mm-hmm. a lot of so for a lot of artists that are thinking about selling their catalog, because frankly, like. Right now is probably the best time in history mm-hmm. to think about selling your catalog. Mm-hmm. They're they're a little worried because they're like, well, wait a second. Like uh, six months ago was like the best time in history to sell your catalog, and then <laughs> right, today right, right, it's right. E- it's even better. So it's like, well, right. how do you how do you capture mm-hmm. some you of know, that future value in the, yep. in the yeah. future? You know, it's how like you, like kind of dollar cost average that that's because it's an NFT or like it's a catalog. It's like a one thing and so you kind of have to time it i guess but you want you want to be able to index over time as well and so yeah resales yeah yeah exactly and like that whole like and i feel like the 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 digital art nft movement has really Mm -hmm. made like because i mean that comes from the french idea of the moral right of the artist Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and and it's interesting to see that kind of i don't want to say archaic but it's not a new idea in france Mm -hmm being applied right. digitally right and so yeah. and so now it's like there's this demand like well i want to i want to sell it mm-hmm. i want to pull forward my my money but i don't want that to be the end of the story right mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. is a way to do that mm-hmm. um so okay so take us through now like technically how how it works how do the payments work yeah. Who do, you know um how are the royalties converted and exchanged into ethereum and yep. and sent out like how do, how does that how does all that all that function yeah, yeah. side note though so, i do love the like 
earn Ethereum to yeah. have your like that's the enter that's the entrance of your rabbit hole. Yeah, like, yeah. that's just like really fun. You've heard about you've heard about this crypto thing, and you're not not sure what to do, and you have the, all these songs, and you have this these assets. Right here, this is this similar is how you to do what it. Uh, you did, Jonathan. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. I've I've uh, I've literally never bought ETH. I've only sold songs. I've only yeah. sold things. My 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 very first ETH was given to me, forty seven dollars, and then from there, I've I've only earned it from selling. Wow from selling songs wow the great american now, uh crypto yeah. story. the crypto dream right <laughs> yeah. now yeah. i happen to i happen to know this website where you could sell some of your royalties to get even more Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah yeah believe me i'm I, i'm listen i'm so interested so so tell it yeah so i'm so interested too how you solved some of these technical issues so like totally. yeah so yeah so how does it work yeah so um okay so in in the first version of this the way it works is so a, a little background, which I think is kind of necessary context. So, um, you know, we've done about twelve hundred transactions over the last four years, mm -hmm. and so we have we have an apparatus that's built internally where we can collect and distribute royalties. Okay. And so and so basically, what happens is we um, you know we pick a song or, or a catalog of songs to to NFT, and then we attach in essence, two documents to the NFT itself, right? It lives in the metadata. Mm -hmm. And those are basically the, the purchase agreement, the administration agreement. And so what happens is we, we hold an auction on our site, the high bidder wins, they pay us an ETH, we pay that to the wallet of the rights holder. Mm -hmm. Okay, So that's the first piece. Mm -hmm. And then for the person who buys the NFT, Right. We have, in essence, like an X dividend date on a stock. So if you're holding this NFT in your wallet on this day when royalties are paid, mm -hmm. then we take those royalties, we convert them into Ethereum and pay that wallet. Mm -hmm. And that's so how there's a specific so, date. Yeah. So, so you, so you are, so in, but, but, so you are collecting royalties then, like from. <laughs> Uh, like like I assume from ASCAP and DistroKid exactly. and yep. um, Sound Exchange, you you have all of these things for a particular artist flow into your system. Yep. Um, yeah. And then you take that amount, you convert it into ETH, and you pay it out to the holder. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's the frequency of that um, payout? depends on the like just add another mm -hmm. layer of complexity to this it depends so like <laughs> yeah so uh jonathan said distro kid they pay every month every ASCAP, month I see. ASCAP pays Quarterly. seven seven times a year seven actually. times a year yeah which is totally what? random yeah, sound exchange is monthly right so that's uh, good I think. for some people for some people and then for I'm others it's monthly. quarterly oh, oh <laughs> so i hate like... this <laughs> So it, it, it's it's like a thing. really thing. It's this is yeah. the thing, and people are so cavalier about it for so long. Right. They're just like, "Oh, if you're not, if you don't have your royalties attached to your song, I have no interest." I'm like, "You have no idea what you're right, asking. Right, 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 right. You don't yeah. even know what you're saying right now. Like, right. Oh, oh, we would have never bliss. been able to build this. Four yeah. Years ago. yeah, yeah, right. Like, oh, we totally. needed to do lots of these to figure it out. To figure it out, right? To, you you guys were sort of uniquely positioned. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so the holder of that NFT at the date of whatever, um, I forgot the vocab for that, but the date where that yeah, exchange dividend happens. date or whatever. Yeah. Is yeah. that sent like directly to whoever the current owner of is? Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, Neat. Ooh, fun. Yeah. 
Oh, I love how this plugs into like this could plug into DeFi so interestingly. Oh yes, God. it can. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's so many layers. Wow. Okay, very cool. Um so so functionally, um, and here's the thing. So, so I've been trying to play with it, but you know, there, I, I, I don't know what this bug, there's some kind of bug or something or something that's like not working with my, like I've, I can't get royalty exchange to recognize my district account. Like every time I try it. Oh no. It, yeah. It gives me some kind of weird error. Um, okay. Well, so we'll, this, is, we'll the, fix this that. is the first line of support. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> here we go. So, but, but, but so I, but, but if you, so, so I haven't been able to actually um, play mm. with it, but, but I'm interested in, you know, uh, is it uh, per, can, can I, can you do it per song? Can you do it as a, your total catalog per album? Mm-hmm. How yep. granular and how wide can you make it? Uh, as granular or as wide as you want. That's so great. like we cool. so so we've done we've done deals where someone sells 10% of their interest in a single song. I see. And then and then we've done deals where someone sells 100% of their interest in all of their songs. Right. Cool. Um so there's there's That's a lot really of flexibility neat. there. I so, love the idea of being able to do a fraction of a song and then yes. you know. That's so cool. It is really cool. Um I have another question. Uh, yeah. you know, so so I'm in this position where the vast majority of my songs, and I think a lot of people actually, a lot of you know musicians are probably in a similar position where most of their songs make no money or very yep. little money, and then mm-hmm. a few of their songs make all of their money, yep. royalty wise. I've been interested in um, you know a way in which <laughs> this this is going off on a total tangent. So so just uh, please. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, down indulge. Let's yeah, yeah, indulge me for a minute. <laughs> so I like you know my the thing that I was trying to figure out is if there was a way for like th- all of my royalties to flow to every NFT per, every person who holds one of my nfts i see because anyone be, because yeah. i want to distribute it more widely like i want mm-hmm. the incentive to be i want to be holding a jonathan man nft song mm-hmm. uh and it, you know if you happen to be holding baby yoda which is which is by far my my biggest uh right. windfall or the uh bacon pancakes from my remix of Adve- of, ba- of adventure time bacon pancakes those are like those the two of those, those make me like songs. you know five figures a year or whatever. Wow. And so, uh, but, I, uh, um, but I would like to, I would like to, I don't want just two, I just, I don't want the right. owners of just those two mm-hmm. to be the beneficiaries. Interesting. Yeah. Could you see a way in the future where, and this is, we're getting into something like DeFi, I think, mm-hmm. which is, could you see a way in the future where the smart contract it it doesn't distribute the royalties just to the owner of the one mm-hmm. NFT, but 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 it it reads who owns By this ownership. particular token. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Yeah. I mean, I think technically it's it's a trivial thing. Totally. Like yeah. to do that, right? But mm-hmm. however, and this I was is where ask, yeah, legally, 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 yes. legally, it is not. It is very very not. Give me, so give me the give me the um the dichotomy there between mm-hmm. why why is one of those legal and one of those isn't what's the what what, what why yeah. are we tripping 
Oh man. Um, okay, so this is this is definitely. I have to say this. This is not legal or investment <laughs> advice or yeah, any yeah, of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not authorized to give any of those things. But but in the the way the way we've looked at it, right? Um, so so anytime um, you take uh, a income stream and, mm-hmm. and you split it up. In in kind of in kind it's of a fungible way, yes. really. Yes, mm-hmm. it it becomes like a stock. It becomes like a security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent is right. It is I a see. security, right? So well, that's interesting. And so it's the non fungibility of the one to one song stream that that makes it all work from a legal interesting. perspective. Interesting, and yeah, I can see that, how that matches the precedent of the music industry. Yeah. So so that's like so. From a technical standpoint, yes, you could you could do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but from, from a legal standpoint, you're you're immediately, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. you basically, I, I, and it's and it's hard because this is all deeply, deeply unsettled area sure. of the law because sure. the law does not progress particularly quickly. Yeah. Right? Could not have but, considered this, yeah. But like, if you were trying to do that, I, I think you'd have to basically go to a jurisdiction where the securities laws are different, mm-hmm. and then you would have to only sell to people that have uh, that that live or are residences in jurisdictions where the security laws aren't mm-hmm. like that and then you could probably do it mm-hmm. uh but that that's that's very difficult yeah i could also Pull see off. an anonymous uh an anonymous smart contract deployer deploying a smart contract that holds a royalty nft and then just happens to distribute those <laughs> yeah. uh yeah. pro rata too yeah no there's there's an idea of that as well <laughs> yep. yeah yeah it's like it's like all about like how you frame it right it's like right, what you right. say. it's like i don't yeah. know who this person is but yeah. yeah um that's so interesting okay yeah that that non-fungibility as uh as right. legal framework yeah mm-hmm. that's really really interesting um okay and so that's actually a good question um about what i had earlier is um there's this legal precedent for doing this exact process with the royalty streams um, off the blockchain. Does any of that change when the like the digital record is the NFT and you know who owns it may not be like known? Uh, well, so so this is this is sort of the the rub, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you need to need to figure out a way to know who that person is. You have to do. U- you- you're having to do some KYC, some know your customer stuff in order to. Yeah. 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 I mean, it. like at, at the, at the very least, like in order to comply with us tax law, you need okay. to have a, a W nine or a W eight on hand right. for whoever. Uh-huh. So, so basically as part of, part of our thing, and this is all in the, in the token itself because of those mm-hmm. agreements attached. I was going to say, yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Cause it, it's been, it's been really interesting. Cause like we're straddling this line. So like, mm-hmm when you know when you just sell a piece of digital art and and like and i don't mean i'm not trying to trivialize it because i think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. stuff's amazing um and you don't have like a real world income stream attached to it mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of these problems don't exist right mm-hmm. it's just right. like here we go and it's all right. existing within the ethereum it's yeah. all exist- it's, it's, all right. it's existing. kind of zero dependency yeah right. Ex- exactly and so when you introduce these dependencies which i think make this i mean this was a really interesting technical and and like philosophical challenge like yeah, how right, do you right. how do you tie these things together in yeah. a way mm-hmm. that one they can't be separated and two that it that it works with within different 
you know, mm-hmm. the different mm-hmm. frameworks that we have to operate under, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, uh, that makes these things like they're interesting challenges to solve. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there are some agreements, I guess, encoded, some of it can be encoded in the NFT where it's like, okay, you have to be KYC in order to receive this token. Is that, yeah. um, got it. in essence? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you know, like the crypto anarchist in me is like, wait a minute. But the realist in me is like, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's like it, it's it is. You got to figure out a way to do totally, it. Totally, totally. Well, there could be, you know, we could one could imagine one could imagine a scenario in like I don't know five years or something. It's funny saying that because like four years ago it was twenty seventeen right. when we were starting to talk about this. It's like, yeah, yeah. Right. but but one could imagine a scenario in which the the legality the legal frameworks around these are much clearer the problem right now is they're just not clear no one knows mm-hmm. there's yep. there's literally no actual got gui- real guidance nope right. um, um so okay just a few just i have like a few other like practical questions um yeah absolutely so let's say let's say an artist wants let's say an artist um or let's okay I'll just I'll give an example okay, even just give an example like like um I let's say I've you know I've already minted a bunch of my song a day songs right um uh-huh. like I write a song a day been doing that forever and I've already minted 2 years worth of them um and let's say I decide to go on a royalty exchange and uh, um, go song by song. This would be sort of tedious, but let's say I did it this way, and I went song by song, and yep. song, song number one, I I I set it all up on royalty exchange to get the royalties set up. And what I want to do is I want to then just send that to the person who's already bought the NFT. I don't want them to have to like bid on it again essentially is there a way to do that as it stands now or or, uh like in other words can i once i've made that nft do i have the power to transfer for it or does it have to go through your auction system oh um let's see well i i don't know i mean there's definitely a a way to do it i'm always breaking Uh, things this is the thing it's like yeah i'm I'm always breaking (laughs) when Bandcamp first came out i broke it um Yeah, oh great i'm always perfect thanks well then i'm I'm done with this combo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no but but i think i think there's there's possibly a way i mean i think um mm. there uh like like a lot of this stuff is is fairly path dependent though to be mm. frank yeah so, so like um but but yeah i mean i i would say you're you're probably leaving money on the table but right but that but that's your you know, that's your prerogative yeah because like you know that like so so basically someone so someone bought the the baby yoda nft let's say yeah and and then now you want to basically enhance that nft exactly with mm, i don't i don't think we can technically do that right now you know matt Mm -hmm. what about (laughs) uh what about that thing where you put the nft inside the other nft yeah that's the way you could nest it yeah you could you could do it like that. I mean, you could have what... a royalty exchange NFT own the Baby Yoda NFT. Exactly. And then it's untradeable after that, and so the only like canonical representation is the royalty or exchange something. one. Yeah. 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 Or I mean, yeah. in reality, you could just airdrop to that whatever wallet oh, has that. Yeah. Just the new token, and then they could separate mm-hmm. the two mm-hmm. if they right. wanted. Right. Right. In some like, ways, this one is the 
yeah. community access and this one is the royalties that's maybe that's what it is yeah mm-hmm. maybe it's like it, it's like the the royal the royalties becomes the canonical one because mm-hmm. that's the one that has the quote-unquote value right, right attached right. to it of course well, i have i have issues with with what has with with, with with yeah but 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 that's but for intensive purposes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes sense that's, yeah that's the way you do it and i mean it sounds like you get other things with the other token so mm-hmm. it's like a way to to let different you know people that care about your work that's true yeah. you know like so the, so i don't know that there's i don't know that you'd want to make one or the other canonical right? yeah because mm-hmm. it, it's just like you know mm-hmm. you want you want an interest in the stream of income here you totally. go mm-hmm. yeah like and this so. is a purely utilitarian financial thing and then this one over here is like memetics or like uh owning a piece of history or something like that exactly right exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, your situation, it's, Jonathan, is is highly uh, unique. I this think this is the thing. This is why I'm always breaking things. Is like, right, yep. right. Is because because my situation is so like, it's like, oh, okay. So can can we now do this with four thousand songs individually? Mm-hmm. Can we mm-hmm. like can we, that's like that's a, right, that's right. the problem I'm always rubbing up against. It's like here's here's a question: Is um at the current stage with the royalty exchange NFTs and everything, how um is it like self serve or is it kind of white glove? Like how do you onboard new artists? Yeah, it's it's white glove for now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we just don't uh, the way the way I like to launch products is like start by like because i just don't i i, I yeah, don't have enough confidence that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah until you figure out like what what are the problems like and i mean mm-hmm. the, the the as we've talked about many times on the show the 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 ux and ui in crypto is not exactly <laughs> all it's not the most user-friendly yet. yeah so yeah so i can imagine try you know bringing people in and it's just like yeah mm-hmm. it's very complicated yeah so who are y'all working with to start, if if you can say? Oh uh, yeah. So the first one was an NFT for a portion of the publishing royalties from the Little Dicky song "Save That Money." So you yes. hear that though. You hear that though very specifically. A portion yeah. of the publishing royalties. Right. So, yes. So the publishing is one half of the composition side. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right of the of yep. that, um, yep. and presumably. Lil Dicky has a publisher who mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and so that that share comes out of their share essentially. Yep. yep. Um anyway, I just want to point that out to people who yeah. think that this is easy and stuff. It's not. It's, um, a, right. it's a piece of a piece of a piece. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Which is which is interesting. But like, it's cool. And, so the, and I mean I mean yeah. I you I, I when I saw your thing, I had never heard of Lil Dicky, but I told Matt and Matt was like, Yeah, Lil Dicky. He like he, yeah. he knew all about him. <laughs> And of yeah. course, I looked at him on Spotify. I'm like, that song has like 200 million streams or whatever. It's a very popular <laughs> song. And I love that the first one is oh, a parody hip hop song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so good. Really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, so, wait, so how did that auction go? Oh, did, yeah, yeah. Did this happen? Did... Oh, yeah, it's already done. Oh, whoa. Uh, yeah, it went for almost 10 ETH. Okay, nice. okay. That's which great. Is, yeah, which is awesome. And I think the other thing, so. So one sort of uh, maybe non-obvious thing. So so most of the work we do right is with the songwriter and and the publisher mm-hmm. actually uh-huh. on that uh-huh. side on that side of the composition. And there's right. a number of reasons for, uh, on that side of the copyright. Sorry, sort of makes uh, sense. And and like the thing that I think is really interesting from uh, like the the community perspective 
is that, um, you know, the music industry is like everyone's seemingly in orbit of some star, mm. right? And yeah. and often and often they're like the songwriters behind the scenes yeah. that are writing the hit songs or contributing yeah. to the hit songs. Right. Really don't get any any kind of credit, right? right. And, right. and like when we were, yeah, they don't get attribution. And the other thing is like they have a vastly less ways to make money from their work because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you think about it if you're the artist and mm-hmm. you want i don't know you want to buy uh, another house or whatever it is right you could do three days at a, at a festival right right and make a bunch of money well the guy that wrote do the a song gig at google made... and you just pay for yeah. it yeah you pay the whole yeah thing. exactly yeah some hedge fund manager's birthday party, whatever, you know, right. like it doesn't matter. Right. Right. But if you're the guy that wrote the song that put that right. artist on the map, right. You're not getting invitations to go to Coachella. Right. 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 You have so, a, a linear relationship to that. Like, yeah, you, uh, yeah, totally. And, and you see it with NFTs, um, you know, because if you don't like be frank, like if you don't have a way to distribute it, to distribution defined pretty broadly to, to mm-hmm. fans, to followers. Like, you can't, you're not, as a songwriter, you're not able to really go out there and be like, hey, hey, actually, you know, you're like waving your hand in the back of the room. Like, <laughs> did right. you know hey, I, wrote I, wrote I wrote this? I wrote this song. Yeah. I wrote yeah. this song. I wrote this song. And you should buy my NFT. They don't know that I wrote this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, and you just look at like, okay, the songwriter's got 10,000 followers on Instagram and the artist who he wrote the biggest right, right. hit for has 10 million. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is not, there's not a real way, uh, frankly, and I'm talking my own book here, so take this with a grain of salt, but like, <laughs> there's not, there's not a way for the people behind the scenes that are responsible for this mm-hmm. like massive creative output to to go direct and do NFTs, right? Because they don't have the distribution, right? right. And right. so, um, and so you you think about that, and it's like, well, this is a really interesting opportunity for them to mm-hmm. to participate in this aspect of the digital economy without having their own distribution. Yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's I'd say it's a like you were saying earlier, it's like people who who are interested and and don't know how to do it. It's a great entry point because. Yep. Yeah, you know, I mean, someone that is like the tenth songwriter on a Beyonce thing, uh, yep. you know, might have their portion of that of that pool. While it might be small, is also really valuable, monetarily exactly. speaking. And you know, um, if they want to get into NFTs, right? Like, like, come sell their whatever small, small but valuable portion is to this mm-hmm. song and you'll get some ETH and that, you know, once you have ETH in your wallet, that's really like a lot of ways. That's, that's like a the, turning point. It's a turning you know? point. You have some yep. ETH in your wallet. You can go and do stuff now. Now you can mint your own things. Now you can, yep. yeah. Now you can play in the space. Um, uh, the guy who gave me ETH the first time, like literally he texted me. He's like, you know, I just put whatever it was like 0.1 ETH in your wallet. And, uh, and his literal text was go play was what he said. Yep. I mean, that's what you can do once you once you have it. Um, and it seems like, yeah, I, it's a very cool entry point. It's very specific. It's very like it's very directed niche. at a very niche yeah. portion of the population, but it's um, super fun. Yeah, super, super fun. Um, yeah, man, that's great. As soon as I as soon as I could figure out what's why 
royalty exchange doesn't like my distro kit. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna figure we're we gonna can... figure that out today. I'm gonna, nice. I, you know, I'm gonna mint. I'm gonna do my. I really want to do an NFT. Um, I, I I have a lot of ideas about specifically things that I want to try royalty wise specifically. Um, so maybe we can talk about that another time. But um, oh. But uh, yeah, I want to one final question that we always usually ask people. I don't know how much attention you've been paying to to the NFT space in general. Has there been aside from Top Shot, has there been anything in the space that has caught your eye that you've seen that you've said, oh, that's this is something that's really cool. That's like that's resonating with you. NFT wise. Oh, oh, man. Can I just can I hijack the question and, and answer in the opposite way? Yes, please. Sure. Okay, if that's okay, because oh, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a great answer. Because I, honestly, I think what NBA Top Shot and and it, a lot of the stuff that Dapper Labs guys have done yeah. has just been awesome. Yeah. Right. But like, what? <laughs> how do we solve this problem of people, different exchanges? And I'm not going to name any names, mm, but sure. like, but like the big ones, yeah. right? Not honoring these resale. Ones. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. to me is yep. a huge problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And and like I, I remember when we kind of started down the road of building this NFT and we were doing all doing all the technical research. It's surprising, right? That, it's surprising. Yeah. 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 And and like are there one, are there any, you know, uh ERC token exchanges that do honor mm-hmm. it? It's the first question. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. And I know that like for instance, I know that um, there has been huge pressure campaigns over years on places mm-hmm. like OpenSea to, to uh, you know, our friends at Dada, um, a company called mm-hmm. Dada.nyc, which is a very old school um, company, you know, uh, refused to, to even like they just wouldn't let their – they didn't want their stuff to be on OpenSea specifically because – and they've been mm-hmm. they've been very vocal about it. Um, right. I think that there are Matt, Matt. You can answer this. I think there are mm. technical reasons why. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I'm just assuming, but I expect the EIP came after, especially the like the Early existing ones. exchanges yep. um, contracts went out. And so, for example, like some things just can't be changed because code is yeah. law, et cetera. Yep. Um, but that's like not an excuse to not support it for future like current standards. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a commons problem, much like everything in this world. And one of the, um, solutions to a commons problem is to, uh, shame, not not really shame, but like socially coerce, um, the right people. And I think, um, one of the things that we did early on with the creation of like ERC 721 was write like a website of like, um, this is what 721 does. This is why it's better than this thing. Um, mm-hmm. here's the interoperability and then here are all the people who support it and like, you know, really shout out from the heavens, like these people are doing it right. Um, and so maybe that's an idea here as well is like, cool, mm. can we start like a syndicate or not even a syndicate, just like a collective of people who are like, yeah, this matters. And, um, you know, we support this and we're on the side of the artist, et cetera. And, um, through that, maybe get everyone else on board. Yeah, it, it is so frustrating, though. I I, I, no. I can remember very clearly being um, at DevCon in 2019, talking to the OpenSea guys and just being like, being like, so you're saying that if I sell my NFT on Super Rare and it resells on OpenSea, I don't get the 10%. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's just that's just 
how smart contracts work. Like, it, you yeah. know, and, and I'm like, what? It doesn't right, make any right, sense. Right. It just like, it's so surprising mm-hmm. to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that I, is the, mm. Oh no, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say that's the double-edged sword of these like of sort Coda's of, law. um, Coda's law, yep. but also yeah. this like interoperability standards thing is yeah. like, yep. yeah, you get a standard, but, not everyone like has to like it, you have a universal agreement on like what the API for this thing is, but it doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee implementation. Um, yeah. And so, despite um, everyone agreeing, you can have fractured uh, experiences. It's yeah. um, quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the way the way I've thought about it with with ours is like mm-hmm. okay, there's the sort of the name and shame approach, which can work. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't. Uh, not, I don't want to like my be story. enemies. No, yeah, yeah I would yeah, rather yeah. rather it be like the uh, the happier version where it's like, cool, well, these I, are all the people doing it right. Yeah, um, but yeah, Although, I see what you mean, totally. You know, and like, but the way, like, I, I'm just wondering if there is. It seems like the more I think about this, the more there's an opportunity to, if you bring the most liquidity. Mm. to an exchange right and and i think and honestly i think the artist resale royalties reduces the liquidity right because like it's it's like you're adding you're adding to the transaction costs but that can be overcome by like okay this is the place where you've gathered the most buyers and where you're going to get the best deal right so you've got to you've got to basically overcome that 10 percent, right and and if you could do that then i think You'll naturally. I mean, you're, I think there's a lot of ways you could you, you could do an off-chain transaction to get around it, right? Like, but most people won't because it's super inconvenient, right? You know, if you think about it, like, totally. so, the power of defaults is is really really powerful. Really powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you combine that with like a network effect of like, okay, this is the marketplace where you find this thing and the buyers and sellers, like, yeah, totally. That would absolutely um, be like using that network effect power for good. Uh, try to at least uh, right yeah. <laughs> i would i would be surprised i mean we know the folks at OpenSea, for instance and rareable and stuff like i would be surprised if they're all aware of it obviously and yeah and i think that they all things be considered you know considered i'm sure that they want to implement uh yeah. 2981 and so i think it's really just a, a technical matter of like how how exactly to do it yeah yeah, um, and I wish yeah. we were more familiar on the like like the details of the technical reasons, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's harder than like like anything, right? Like, right, before, it's like the uh, people I'm collecting Jonathan's in. NFTs and being like, "Yo, can I get royalties on this?" It's like yeah. maybe it's similar to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just like, I, I'm talking out of my ass right now, right? <laughs> Frankly, because I'm like, I I haven't spent enough time yeah. with this to understand the challenges, but I feel totally. like they can be overcome. Right. Totally. You know, yeah, and should be. Yeah. No, it definitely should be. Yeah, it, it feels absolutely necessary. Like the especially with this specifically, the resale royalty rights. It's like this is one of, if not the primary, the thing. like innovation yeah. over the last like two hundred years since the Renaissance. Like the Droid de Soir, however it's pronounced. It's like yeah. this yeah. is this is like this, this is, is what we can do. People, this is what this we is, got it, because yeah. we iterated outside of the traditional art world. Specifically, is like we got to change the rules and we got to put in 10 15 standard resale royalties like that's cool that's amazing yep. and if yep. we can't keep that because of some boring technical reason like that's just unfortunate 
it's a it is a human failure yeah, yeah totally yeah, totally yeah like but. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely illuminating um, yeah. and very exciting. And I will email you separately about my district kid problem. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're you know we're excited to see where this goes, and mm-hmm. um, maybe we'll have you on again. You know, in like a year's time, and see we can sort of touch base and see and see mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. has what has become of this of this really interesting. Uh, project because I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty big because I think mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. it it's it solves a problem it solves a uh, it's not even a problem just saw it like puts in place a piece that literally every like I said literally it's the first thing anyone would say mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. for years when you're saying <laughs> you know I want to I want to make an NFT of my song they'd be like huh mm-hmm, what well, mm-hmm. what does it come with yeah what do i get what do i get yeah yeah thank you so much i learned a lot and i feel much more um confident in like understanding the music industry obviously i don't know what i don't know at this point but i'm feeling good about it yeah and i hope and i hope that folks listening uh have a sense too of um Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. of of the complexities and could spread the word both right. about this project and about what makes it difficult uh, to 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 implement in in any other way. Um, uh, yeah. So thank yeah, you, Gary, again, again yeah. for joining us. Um, you can find Matt uh, on Twitter at one. That's the number one of the many Matts. You can find me at Songaday Man. That's with two N's. Uh, Gary, is there something that you want to? I guess just royalty exchange is probably what just, you want. Yeah, exactly. Go come, to, come, ro- come NFT your art with us. That's it. If you got a song, yeah. if you got a, if you got songs that you want to uh, do this way, check it out royaltyexchange.com. Um, and uh, Matt, you want to send us out here? I will do it short and sweet. Get nifty, everybody. <laughs> Get nifty.